from player autographs to Wheaties boxes. How has sports memorabilia changed over the years? We go to the expert by welcoming back Don Joss from DJ Sports Cards in Renton. That's coming up on Talking Sports with Tony V. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Tony V. You know, it just dawned on me that Tony V is a name that a second-rate rock and roll singer would have used if he was from New Jersey. His last name would be a long Italian name, and he wanted to be more cool in those days, so he would just go with the V. Wasn't there a... uh, trying to think. Well, I have to think of who did that. For example, Bobby Rydell was... His name was not Rydell. It was an Italian name. People used to hide Italian names in those days. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Did did, uh, Dick Vitale go by uh, Dickie V? Well, yeah, but that was more of a nickname. It was just easier to say. He didn't do it on purpose. Uh, He wasn't... Besides, he couldn't sing. (laughs) But uh, there was a Bobby V, too. There was a Bobby V. I think he spelled it V-E-E. Okay, that's enough of that. (laughs) No, no. It wasn't Bobby Let's welcome Don J, Don Joss from uh, DJ Sports Cards. Don, welcome. Uh, sorry about the nonsense. We started this show off, but you you probably, you were a rock and roll fan, weren't you, from sure. later years than I was, probably. Who yep. was your first, what was the first concert you ever went to? It's got oh, nothing to do with this gosh. show. Gosh, I was never a concert guy. I always loved playing records. I still have a record player sitting right here. Ooh. I love, I love vinyl. I don't like going to a show and watch them try to... You know, especially some of those guys weren't so good live. You know what I mean? But no, I agree. I'm still fascinated with records. Love yeah. playing old, old music and stuff. So, yeah. and that's perfect because I want to talk about that. I want to talk about collectibles. And in fact, I have a my sister's granddaughter who's graduated from high school, bought a record player for herself, which is the, apparently the new thing now. Yes, records are back big. And so I went back into my collection of Goodyear. Christmas records. Every year, the Goodyear Tire Company and Firestone stores for a buck a piece would send, would sell you a 33 and a third on both sides, Christmas all-stars, you know, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Doris Day. I've got 17 of them in a closet at home. So I sent one to Ava. She's thrilled. Yeah. She's thinking that she had a couple friends over. They played it the other night. So we are going to talk collectibles. We've done an episode uh, where we talk sports cards because everyone thinks of cards first, but there's so many other things uh, that you carry, first of all, in your store, which has become huge, by the way. It's as big as a grocery store now. And, um, but you've, and you've got everything from Pokemon to autographed items. Let's start with split up, if you will, the card business and the memorabilia business. You don't have to give me exact percentages. But where is the most interest now? Cards are definitely the hot thing, but there's so many things that tie in with that. You know, collectibles, bobbleheads, magazines, programs, ticket stubs. Derek Jeter's first game was in the kingdom. A lot of people have ticket stubs from that game, and they sell for about 500 bucks. There's, wow. uh, you know, we get all kinds of things. People, uh, when people call me with card collections or cleaning out an estate or whatever, they'll say, I also have this, I also have that. I say, if it's, if it's sports-related... Or even if it's just vintage, movie stars, TV shows, don't throw anything out. Bring it all and let me take a look at it. Because you'd be surprised what stuff is worth money. 
Anything from the past, it can be something that totally hits somebody's button and they're, and they're willing to pay for it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to just, you know, be a big money guy. I, I, I love when I have a five or $10 thing that just brings someone back to their childhood or whatever. Sure. Everything doesn't have to be big money, but definitely don't throw it out because anything from the past, there's probably somebody looking for it. That's a good point. And I think that, uh, you know, you, you, the thing you brought up that I like the most, and you are that way, you, you, you're just a great, you, you care so much about people. Which you really, it, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice thing to have if you're in the retail business. But you would naturally care about people, and the fact that you would make that statement—that if it means something to one person, that's that's good enough for me—and and that covers a broad range of items when you think about it. Because you look at someone uh, like like me, and my wife and I were looking at a book that I found when we moved. It is a story of the Husky, the history of the Huskies, football. And it's signed by Hugh McElhaney and Don James. And I didn't even, I forgot wow. that I got both of those guys to sign it. Yeah. But there it is. I would never sell it or give it away. Um, there's also a football from the 91 Huskies, the 12-0 and national championship team. Wouldn't part with it. But to some people, if they saw that, they'd probably give their car and, and, you know, in a trade for it. And others would look at it and go, really? I was an Oklahoma fan. I couldn't care less. So it's funny how that, that goes. Well, real quick, one of the more interesting things I ever saw here, someone had like a lifetime pass to Husky Stadium. Ooh. Wow. From like 1915 when they were building the first grandstand. And if I think if you paid, I don't know, a few hundred bucks or something, they gave you the, and it was printed on metal and it was good for a lifetime pass. I'd never seen it before, never seen it since. I oh almost wish goodness. I'd have kept it. But yeah, I mean, it's amazing the stuff that's, that people have in their house somewhere that they they don't even think of anymore. And when you pull this stuff out, it's like a trip back in time. There was a, uh, back in the, the first All-Star game at the Kingdom, which was 1970, the only All-Star game at the Kingdom, 1979, the first one in Seattle. Second one was 2001 one. At, the, at the time uh, Safeco Field. But uh, I've got a ticket stub in perfect condition from the Kingdom event. It is in a, um, what do they call it? A block of like Lucite. Lucite, yeah. 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 And they were given away at the time by King 5 Television. And I worked at King and I was in, the, in the, one of the back room closets one day and they had about 50 of these stacked up. I said, hey, you mind if I take one? <laughs> I still have it today. It's probably worth nothing to anybody, but I really love it. It's a great little paperweight. Works great. I got to tell you this real quick. Someone sold me a bat one time from the 79 All-Star game, and it had Johnny Bench's name engraved on it, like on a little plaque. And I thought, that's weird. Were they selling bats back at the time? I sold it on eBay. A couple months later, a guy emails me and said, where'd you get that bat? I sent it to Johnny Bench to have him sign it, and he said that was stolen from him at the 79 <laughs> All-Star game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, I, and I said, I'm, I'm sorry. Do you, do you want a refund? Or? He goes, no, he's done this to me before. Don't worry about it. What a great story. Yeah. Oh, my God. In a way, it's kind of sad, but it's funny, too. Yeah, well, he got the bat back. Well, yeah, that's a good... Oh, my goodness, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I remember, speaking of bat stories, uh, back in 95, uh, game four of the Yankees and uh, Mariners of postseason. It was the Saturday night game here. The Mariners lost the first two, won game three. Game four, Saturday night, I was uh, emceeing the cystic fibrosis auction at the, at the uh, Sheridan. And prior to the game, I went down to BP. And Edgar was having a great season, obviously. He hadn't hit the double yet. That was the next day. I said, hey, you got anything I can use for the auction. He goes, here, here's a bat. 
let me sign this for you. So I take it to the auction, we set it up, and the game is on TV because it was an early game. It was not a day, it was an early or late afternoon or something. It was going on when we were at the uh, Sheraton waiting for the event. Anyway, he hits a home run, ends up winning that game the night before they won it all. And that bat went for like 4,000 bucks then, right? Yeah. So timing is everything. Exactly, yeah. I'm telling you. Yep. So, and, and those are the items I want to talk about. Yes, it's not the biggest part of the business, but it's still part of the business. Um, I'm guessing I see jerseys here. I see signed footballs. Was it? Was there a helmet, a cow helmet signed by Marshawn Lynch, or was that somebody yeah, else? Yeah, picked that up the other day, yeah. Ah, yep. beautiful. That's, we forget that he played college ball at Cal. And he had, and he apparently was still number 24 or was number 24 back then too. Good. He's still doing those uh, beacon plumbing commercials as well. Well, one of my good friends is Carl Bunnell. That was the quarterback for that game where Marshawn drove the cart around the field. And the Huskies had a great game and almost beat Cal that day, oh, but ran out of gas. And that was the game Marshawn drove the cart around. And that's yeah. right. Oh, he my. says he watched the highlights and it's him kind of looking discouraged and it's Marshawn waving and driving the cart and being all happy. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Hey, speaking of Marshawn, I know that he's, he's been doing a lot of stuff ever since he retired. Uh, you will at some point get back to in-house events, correct? Yeah. Tell me to. some of the things you've done in the past and what, what do you plan when things open up again? We, we hosted a lot of players for autograph sessions. In fact, it was real great that 2012, the year Russell Wilson was the rookie. Yeah. Uh, and the Seahawks still were not that popular yet. I was able to get guys like Richard Sherman, Bobby Wagner, Russ, Golden Tate. I remember. Very inexpensive. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was great. So we had that. We've had Mariners over the years. We had Raul Abanez. Uh, I'm blanking now, but but a lot of nice guys where we did just auction, uh, in-house autograph events. Yeah. And they were a lot of fun. But COVID's kind of wiped all that out. And I don't know when players or teams are going to be comfortable having players, you know, meet a couple hundred people in a single oh, sure, evening, but sure, eventually sure. we'd definitely like to resume that again. Yeah. Puna Ford, we've had him several times. He's great. Yeah. He stayed late and watched ba some basketball <laughs> game with my kids. They had the best time. <laughs> great guy. Now, I remember that. And you're right. Yeah. That, that rookie year, that uh, 2012 year, it was special because you had all these future stars that were becoming stars but at the time, they were just, well, Richard Sherman was a third-string corner. He lived a mile down that's the street right. in just a normal house. Yeah, he, I think, right. Yeah, I mean, he just was kind of a normal guy. And, and he was here for an hour, and I think the last 20 minutes, nobody was here. He was just talking to the kids and sure. telling them to go to Stanford and stuff. I mean, yeah, we had no clue what was coming. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I mean, uh, and, uh, well, he was, like I said, he was behind Marcus Trufant and, uh, and another corner whose name I can't think of now, Thurman. Is it Walter Thurman? I think it was. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. behind those two. He was third-string. They got hurt, and he ended up starting, and the rest is history. Um, okay, uh, I was going to ask you this on our other episode that we did, but I'll ask you now. Tips for people about the value of things. Now, you, you've mentioned before that, you know, people come in, and they'll, they'll, they'll put a card in front of you, or they'll call you and say, what's this worth? What's the best advice for someone that has something that they think is of value? Yeah, you're always welcome to call me, but here's a couple things I just want to tell people that'll save you a lot of time. You're digging out your old collectibles or cards out of the closet. You find something, you go online and find some random price. People call me all the time with a card that they think is worth thousands of dollars and I have it in my quarter bin. If you're going to price something, don't just go to the internet and grab the first price you see. Go to a site that actually shows you the prices that, have, that things have sold for, not what people are asking. There's a great site called Sell the Peak. Dot com sell the P E A K P 
picture you're trying to sell your collectibles at the peak market price. They will show you what things have actually sold for, not what someone's trying to to ask for for their for their item. Sure, and you'll get a more realistic sure. picture. Another thing that's caused a lot of confusion is is graded cards. There's a service that started about 30 years ago where you would send your card to a professional grader. They would look at it under magnification. They would verify that it's authentic, and then they would put it in a slab, a plastic lucite slab, with a number grade at the top. You know, 10 for gem mint, 9 for mint, 8 for, you know, near mint, so, and so on. And there's several of these companies. So, some cards that would be inexpensive in their raw, ungraded form can go for tremendous amounts of money if they're graded in a, in a high grade, especially if they're cards that were produced and uh, in, 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 in didn't come out gem mint all the time. So a lot of people will look at their $2 Frank Thomas rookie and see a gem mint 10 Frank Thomas rookie for $1,000, and they think... Theirs is worth that too. Sure, sure. And and that's just, just not the case. You may have put it in a hard sleeve and, and you may have taken good care of it, but it is very difficult to get gem mint cards. Most cards were not printed gem mint. When you open that pack and you get a card that's a little off center or has a print dot over his face or has a gum stain on the back or whatever, these are things that are going to keep that card from being gem mint. And the, and the grading process is very expensive. So if, if you're grading your cards or if you're looking at graded cards, don't don't compare your ungraded card price to the graded card price. Look at raw ungraded prices. If you want to grade your cards, you, you can certainly do that, but it's very expensive and it's very difficult to get those tens. So sure. don't just don't don't think that they're worth that insane inflated value. Yeah. That's a couple things I just tell people right off the bat. No, it's great. It's great advice because I've uh, I get I, I will get that all the time from friends of mine and and especially my son. Oh yeah, it's, this it's going uh, at auction for so and so. I'm going yeah, but has anybody bid on it? I mean, what yeah, do you mean? Exactly. <laughs> That's fine. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, items that are sports related but not cards. Let's get back to them. And I, I, I for example. For my birthday, 15 years ago, from the from the producers at King Five, I got a Joe Namath signed photo, and I have again. I wouldn't I wouldn't swap it for anything. I love Joe Namath back in the the '69 Jets, but um, something like that is that stuff still selling? Are people still into it? Is it is it less popular than? Cards by a long shot? Or it, no, there's, there's still a tremendous demand for autographs and autographed items. I would say I'm seeing more and more in my store now that the, the newer card products have autographed cards in them. Yeah. You can pull autographed cards of current hot rookies and all-time greats. You know, or and if, you don't, if you don't pull them out of a pack, you can buy them from another collector that has or trading with a collector. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of my customers kind of shifting from bigger memorabilia that can be difficult to store or display or might fade if we have it out in a in, you know on a shelf for too long and kind of switch into these these little autograph cards that are certified right out of the pack they're very pretty some are serial numbered and they're easier to sneak in the house honestly than trying to <laughs> sneak that big autograph memorabilia piece past your wife you know that's and right. where are you going to put that so and i'm not saying that's a, a, a nationwide phenomenon but I'm, I'm seeing that more and more here where i have more of a difficult time moving a big autograph piece versus just a newer trading card. Now there's local dealers like Mill Creek Sports up north. They're a great memorabilia store. They do autographs with all kinds of players and stuff too and they've got a tremendous selection and I'm sure their you know their memorabilia business is doing just fine and they they're a great place to go look around and 
see their store too. But I'm seeing, for me, I, I'm almost preferring cards over the memorabilia. But I, I still deal in it. Sure. I still, uh, I still will buy it. The other challenges with memorabilia are, what is it on? Is it a certified autograph? Has the autograph faded? Uh, when it comes to, uh, like, baseballs, did they sign it on the sweet spot? Is the ball yellowing? Uh, basketballs, they're kind of big, dark, orange, and a lot of the players don't sign very legible, to be <laughs> honest. I, I literally had an authenticator in here that specializes in this, and we had an all-star ball in from one of the games, and there was a few autographs that he was going to have to go back and kind of research later because some of them look like chicken scratching. Wow. You know? So it, you, you get a lot of challenges with autographed items because what is it on? How well has the autograph held up? Uh, some people have combination baseballs. They met three random players from a team. Well, that's cool, and it's a great memory for you, but it's going to be hard to find someone else that wants all three of those players on a ball. You know yeah, That yeah. napkin you got signed by Fred Brown 20 years ago, it, it's special to you, but I'm probably not going to be able to sell it for $100. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, you know what? That brings me to another question, uh, and I want to get to a question that involves two of the, of the hottest collectibles Certainly in my lifetime, we'll get to it in a minute. But first, I do want to ask you uh, about what you were just talking about. The, the items that, <laughs> that come forward that are of no use to anybody. How do you tell someone that when they bring it in the store? I mean, I'm sure it's, you do it in a very polite manner. You just say, that's really interesting. Uh, take it home. No, I'm sure you don't say that. <laughs> you'd, do you- be, you'd be amazed at what I buy. I can almost always find something yeah. in there. You know what I mean? And I don't I don't want to do what's called cherry picking. Well, I'll take your good thing and you're stuck with the rest. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, there might be a collection where I'm, I'm flat out honest with people. There's This isn't stuff I could use. Yeah. If you really want to dump it, I, could, I had a collection in earlier today. I said it, it's really stuff that I could pull some cards out of here and put them in my quarter box. Yeah. I'll probably give the rest away. Yeah, I yeah. have a free pile on my sure, sidewalk. Sure. I'll give you 10 bucks to be nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also give other... Offer, you know, offers too. I'll tell them, do you have a relative? Do you have a neighbor that these might be special to? Because yeah. there's a lot of good players in here, but this is not something I'm going to make money off of, or I have a lot of it. So yeah. I'll, I'll try to find other options as well, but I'll, I'll be honest with people. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. a lot of times the, 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 they've maybe called other places that don't want to touch it. And sure. I can, I, a lot of times I can make something out of it. You know, I may have to try really hard, but, but a lot of times I can find something in there. I can move and make some kind of offer. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, clearly that's, Certainly one of your trademarks. I think you're, you're, you're great to your customers. We're talking with Don Joss from DJ Sports Cards. Okay, here's my question. Beanie Babies back in the 80s were pretty hot for a long time. Yeah. Uh, were, they, were they wiped off the map when Pokemon came along? Not, no, they weren't tied in together. Totally separate. No, audiences. I know that, but I mean, what, yeah. if we compare the two. Phenomenon. Uh, Beanie Babies have not recovered, you know, and sometimes we look at things that uh, die out and make a big comeback later. And I always wonder if Beanie Babies will be one of those things because it was so, so popular and yeah. so many people were into it. But to this day, they really are something I have in a 295 bin and and they sell mostly to kids that just want to own them for fun. And that's great. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. But they've not made a collectible. And I and I wonder if 10 years from now when I'm talking to you, we're going to go, man, we should have stuck some Beanie Babies away. <laughs> Remember they were three bucks in my store and now they're going for, but, but as of right now, those have not recovered. Pokemon's another example of something that was huge when it came out, died out, 
the original company that made the cards, Wizards of the Coast, just down here in Renton, gave up the license years ago and uh, then went back to Nintendo. Yeah. And they, they injected some new ideas that sort of brought some life back into it. But that was another one that was popular. But I literally had collections walking in here all the time that I wasn't paying a lot for. And you could have bought a lot of the unopened material from years past for very inexpensive. Yeah. And that yeah. stuff has skyrocketed like you wouldn't believe now. Wow. As much as COVID kind of brought the sports cards back... A month or two later, the Pokemon did the same thing. It just went crazy. Yeah. And yep. older, unopened, I mean, I, I, we sold a box of Team Rocket first edition, which was like the fourth Pokemon set that came out. It came in a black box, and, you know, you could have bought it for 100 bucks. We got 10 grand on eBay for it. Wow. And I had a big Pokemon collector in the time. He says, DJ, I remember seeing those packs on clearance for $1.49 at Fred Meyer, and nobody <laughs> wanted them. So, yeah, it, it's, I think so things... True. Things are destined to repeat eventually, 20 years later, 30 years later. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, if you looked at Beanie Babies now, you think, no way that's ever going to come back. But yeah. that could be, very well be the next thing. Again, we're probably sitting around something right now that years from now we're going to think, we should have stuck some of those away. Yep. And what is that thing? We don't know. It's funny because uh, a friend of mine in Seattle lives close to Children's Hospital. Um, we had, when we moved, we had a, a bin filled with Beanie Babies from... from <laughs> from a, a craze that we went through back in the 80s. And my friend said, you know, they're really popular. Uh, children's Hospital likes them because the kids will take them out for comfort and for, yeah. to have a little friend with them when they're going through. So we donated 300 of them to Children's Hospital, and there they are. I think I kept uh, a half dozen of them. Yeah. I, I, that, that, that's something a kid brings home and that, and that comforts. I've, I've had my own kids at children's hospital and what, yeah. I know I didn't have a beanie baby from that, but I mean, one of our neighbors said, buy her a stuffed dog or something. Yeah. She still carries that dog around with oh, her yeah. to this day. No, it's uh, so it's, that's, that's great. That's, that's more, that's more than any money price we'd put. Well, on. that's exactly, that's what, that's the way I look at it. I said, I don't care if they come back. I don't care if they come back in 10 years. The fact that maybe 300 kids by then will have a little pet and a little friend is good enough for me. Yep. Um, okay, here's a question that, that came up during one of our other podcasts. I want to ask and see how this see how this affects the card business. Uh, when free agency hit in the seven in seventy, Kurt Flood and so forth, and Marvin Miller, it changed the way baseball was first, and then all sports later, where you don't have a lot of loyalty. You have a guy who plays for one team for four years, his salary you know is way up there. He gets traded to a possible contender. He goes to one World Series, and then he retires. Uh, has that changed the value of cards or memorabilia to have players flipping around to so many different teams? Or doesn't it matter? I don't, I don't think it matters. I think for any negative it brings, it, it also brings a positive. You know, the, the team that lost him, now those cards might be harder to sell, but now the new team is excited to get him, and they're buying, buying his stuff. That can play in with memorabilia, too, because sometimes you'll have a, a signed photo of someone and if he's if that's not the team he really made is like oh here's an example, people love Ken Griffey Jr. autographs yeah but not in a Reds picture ah good point you know yeah. I, I I it's very hard to give away and I probably have to sell them for half the price sure. to move them and a lot of people yeah. don't want them but as a Mariner that they want them with that yeah now a signed baseball there's no team on there you're fine but that but at the same time you know. Sometimes that revives a player's career or it gets new fans for that player or, you know, so I think anything, anything that we worry about, oh, that's going to hurt the market. It's always offset by other things that end up happening too. True. It's a good point. Uh, I see that uh, Ichiro is uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame August 27th. 
his the, the phenomenon that was and is Ichiro hit this place like a tornado. As you know that, and everyone knows that that knows baseball. Uh, and I am guessing that the the market for his material was out of sight and may still be out of sight and maybe go back out of sight at the end of August when he goes into the hall. What uh, I'm sure you noticed that when it happened. Yeah, in fact, my wife would not, uh, she did not go along with my request to name our first daughter Ichiro that Ooh, year when she was born cute. in 2001. But that's, that's how grateful I was for uh, the, the I, I say this, that these players, sometimes they're feeding my family. I mean, that things were tighter back then, and all of a sudden we had a hot rookie again that came out of nowhere. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of uh, product for him. You know, and, and I jumped on a bunch of team sets and stuff early on, just catching on that he was going to be something special. And we did, we did very well with him. And, and he still sells to this day. I don't, I wouldn't say he's as popular as Griffey, but it's, it's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. I think, I think the, I think absent for him is just kind of the lack of playoff appearances and not the great playoff memories. Ah, true. But people still love Ichiro, sure. you know, sure. and Edgar and, and, and those kind of those guys. And they, they always sell. I had a guy walk in just the other day. A customer of mine bought a box of Topps Archives baseball and pulled an Ichiro autograph card, numbered to 50. Oh. Mav, this is a shout-out to you. He came in to show it to me. We posted a picture on our website. On the way out, he bought three more packs. He called me from his house, says, I just pulled an Edgar Martinez autograph, numbered to 50. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. He should have. Spent some time at the casino that afternoon. <laughs> That's probably his next stop. Uh, so my my brother-in-law, who uh, works in Tokyo for the Olympics, he was a uh, head of security for the Olympics for a couple of years uh, for Coca-Cola for the Olympics, called me a month ago and said, or two months ago, he said, Tony, the uh, the Sports Illustrated October issue has a Shohei Otani is on the front. There's two covers, one of him pitching and one of him Batting, has that been an item that, of course, there's no, you have to get his autograph, I guess, to make it worth something, but. Oh, no, his rookie cards are. are oh, yeah, that's good point. He, when, So when he was a rookie 2018, I get the years mixed up, the yeah. older I get. But, yeah, I mean, he was definitely a hot rookie in all the new product, which meant all my new product was selling well that year, and people were buying his rookie cards like crazy. And I think the injury hit, the Tommy John surgery, everybody kind of forgot about him. Yep. And then when he came back this year and started smacking home runs and pitching again, everybody wanted his rookies again. I was yeah. digging out stuff that got shoved in the back room because nobody wanted them at the time. Wow. And now everything was, you know, 20 to 100 bucks just for basic rookie cards. Yep. So there was huge demand for his stuff. And, and again, you got a, it's, it's a Japanese Babe Ruth. We've never seen a guy that can, in our lifetime, that can no. pitch and hit. That's just phenomenal. No. No, that's true. I mean, it was, yeah, absolutely. The only, which is, when you think about it, it's kind of amazing. That we have never seen that? I mean, I think it's amazing. Cause why, why wouldn't you? With all the thousands of guys that played baseball, yeah. why wouldn't you think one or two could do it? I'm sure they've tried, but those are the only two. Yeah. And I, and I would I would dare to say that uh, Otani was probably a better hitter and a better pitcher than Babe Ruth. <laughs> oh, because different, different eras, and you yeah. got a dead. I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing either. No, I know. I mean, you, you got the, the dead ball with Babe Ruth, and people. You know, oh, Frank home run Baker hit ten runs one year. Home yeah. run one year, and he, he did, was the home right. run guy. So I, I mean, you got you got good arguments on both sides for no, sure. I they're know. both they're both amazing. Well, the Bambino was great. I mean, you, you know the Ken Burns baseball series. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen it. There's a great story in there, uh, real briefly, where someone uh, goes to. Uh, the hotel where the Yankees were staying. I think they were, they, they took a tour through the South in spring training 
And a guy that decides to take his son to the hotel where they're staying. He knocks, he goes to the desk downstairs and what room is Babe Ruth in? And they give him the room. Knocks on the door and Lou Gehrig comes to the door. And the guy says, my son wants to meet the babe. Is he here? Lou goes, yeah, wait a second. Babe Ruth comes to the door, invites the guy in, signs an autograph for the kid, says, have a nice day. I'm yeah. going, can you imagine that happening yeah. in 2021? I do not think so. But it was a different time, obviously, back then. Well, what's interesting about Ruth, too, is he signed all the time. So he you did. think his autographs wouldn't be worth as much, but the guy was just so great and so you know well-loved that those balls are worth a fortune no matter how many he signed. Yeah, yeah. I think it's amazing you brought this up, too. Uh, in the other uh, podcast that we did uh, with uh, Don Joss about baseball cards, mostly and less about memorabilia, but you brought up the fact that these names, especially in baseball, do not disappear. Yeah. If you're a fan, you're going to at some point know something about it. You're going to hear the name Babe Ruth. Uh, although you don't see too many Ruth jerseys or number threes out there in baseball. What, what is, uh, what's Russell Wilson's baseball number? Anybody know? I can't. Played for the Yankees <laughs> I don't even spring remember. training. I doubt it's three. I don't think they'd give him three. <laughs> can't remember. You know, we like you, Russell, but you're not the Bambino, so we're not giving you number three. You picked the right sport, that's for sure. Oh, my goodness, I know. So um, as we go, as I look around, I'm seeing some jerseys over there, and I always think about this, and it kind of makes me feel a little bit sad when you see, a, especially at the grocery store or even at the Seahawk Pro Shop, You'll see a rack of jerseys and it goes discounted, you know, huge sale. And it's always a, uh, it'll be a Sherman or even a Doug Baldwin now or a number 83, a number of players have had 83. And I'm thinking, wow. And you, I see you carry some of that stuff and probably sits on the rack for a while. And we just sold a Kevin Durant jersey today. Well, Those are always kind of, yeah. they always make me a little sad that he was here just that a one year. Bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. That's right. Holy cow. And, um, Cracking stuff is that uh, starting to boil up at all? Or yeah, it... I don't really carry new jerseys and stuff, but no, I've, I know I've I had know. so many people looking for the trading cards, and unfortunately, yeah. with the all the current economic situation right now, the printers are short on foil board cellophane, yeah. and there's no new hockey out yet. We've yeah. had six weeks of hockey season, wow. and usually we have a new season hockey card before the season even starts. Yeah. There's nothing out yet, so no. they're going to sell like crazy. Once I get them, sure. but we're still waiting. <laughs> so. well, that's, you know, that's a good point. You're going through the same thing that car dealerships and everybody, washing machine dealerships and yeah. everybody else is uh, is going through. Um, share a couple stories with me over the years uh, that come to mind um, that involve customers. We have about 10 minutes left with Don Joss here on the uh, Talking Sports with Tony V. Um DJ Sports Cards, great place. Been here 30 years. You, I'm sure, have had many, many people come through. Is there a story or two or three or 10 that come to mind where someone struck you with an item or they had a great story and you were able to help them with something? Or am I putting you on a spot? Just all the time. I, I just recently, I was a, there was a nice lady that came in uh, selling off her dad's estate. Uh, he was in the process of passing away but he had this beautiful collection of 1948 Bowman baseball cards, including a Jackie Robinson rookie card, uh, a Satchel Page oh short gosh. print 1948 oh my gosh. Bowman rookie card, you know, a whole bunch. And I, I helped her sell those off. And she came in just recently with more stuff she'd found that I'd never seen before, 1950 through 1952 Heggie's Pacific Coast lead 
League trading cards. I'd never even seen these things before. She had a lot of like 49 of them. We've got them on eBay right now. But some of them are so rare, I I can't even find a picture of them on the internet or even on a checklist. I think some of them people didn't even know existed. But but, uh, just she's trying to deal with her father's estate and stuff. And we're helping her move these things off. And she's been very grateful. She had some beautiful uh, 1950s baseball comics as well. They had Jackie Robinson comics and and, uh, Phil Rizzuto and... You know, just gorgeous stuff that her father had taken real good care of. And probably a month later, I had the same thing. A guy came in with a bunch of 48 Bowman baseball, football. His his father had already passed away. But just sitting in a white box, just all these all these amazing old cards. And, wow. You know, it, we, we do try to pay well, and both both people were very happy with what sure. they got. And it sure. kind of helped with the, their job of kind of cleaning out all the estates and things. So I, I love helping with that. A lot of fun athletes in over the years. We had Raul Abanez in. Uh, he was one of the first veteran guys I'd brought in from the Mariners. Sure. And it was during one of the years that they weren't playing so well. And I and uh, all the players I'd brought in before tended to be rookies that were cheaper. Yeah. And generally, like, happy to be here because this is new to them. And I thought, sure. how's a veteran going to be at one of these things? <laughs> he was the nicest guy. Oh, yeah, he is. He I was. ever met. He was. He kept telling people, thank you for being a Mariners fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and again, yeah, they, yeah. they were not doing too well on the field right now, but I've been a big Abanez fan after that. And it was great to see him go to the Yankees and have all those clutch playoff home run things and, yeah. and then tie the record with Ted Williams for oldest, uh, I think, player to hit 29 home runs. Yeah. Or so. I think he tied it and never could quite beat it. But... But that was great. We, we, but we just, I deal with nice people every day. I love retail. I love when people walk in and, and they're just looking for something to fill their time or something to, you know, treat themselves a little bit of their paycheck to or coming with their families. I just, I love the day-to-day meeting with everybody. That is cool. And that's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's an enjoyable store. If you've not been here or if you have been here, come back. DJ Sports Cards in Renton. Don Joss has been our guest. It's been a joy. And uh, uh, to not only to know you uh, all these years, but to do this with you. Appreciate you doing this with us. And uh, have wonderful holidays, depending on when this podcast actually uh, is being listened to. If it happens to be Christmas, the next one, fine. If it's New Year's or perhaps Easter, happy holidays to you and uh, continued great success. Thank you so much. And just a reminder, if you're looking for uh, Christmas presents or birthday presents or anything like that, DJ's uh, Sports Cards in Renton. You bet. Absolutely. The best place to go. They, I don't think they wrap for you, but you, uh, you it'll, it's easy stuff to wrap when you think about it. Absolutely. Most of the items here are square or rectangular. Yep. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Have a great day, you guys. Thank you for joining us on Talking Sports with Tony V.